So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to No Pills, No Hunger. This is Robin Wong. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here listening to No Pills, No Hunger. And we are days away from... Uh, the Women with T2D Summit. I haven't mentioned last couple episodes because um, I was like, ah, just I just forgot, honestly. There's so much going on, but we are down to the crunch. You can still sign up for free uh, at t2dwomensummit.com. And uh, it starts, the, um, the summit actually starts on the 29th, Wednesday. And the uh, it'll go three days. So what happens on that Wednesday, once you sign up, and you can sign up throughout the summit. If you miss day one, you can sign up and get day two and day three, but you, you'll miss day one. So uh, you can, unless you buy an all access pass, but if you want to keep in the free realm, uh, you need to show up on those three days, but you have 24 hours in that day to listen to all the interviews, which is really doable. I kept them in kind of bite-sized chunks of 30 minutes, trying to get the best information um, from each of the experts to kind of, you know, let you take away um, and you not have to sit there for hours. I had, interestingly enough, I had some criticism from people on Facebook. I don't know why I pay attention, but I did. Uh, you know, oh, they're just so boring. Why don't they just give you the information? Well, you don't even know what you're talking about. I am. I'm keeping it bite-sized that so you can get a few tips, try to implement them, and and then, you know, get on with your life, okay? Which me, makes me think about, um, so anyway, go, please sign up. Please, I invite you to sign up. Um, take advantage of this opportunity to gain this information for free that can possibly help you. And I'm sure it'll, you'll walk away find realizing there's so many resources available to you and support out there of people wanting to help you um, manage your diabetes successfully. And there's so many good role models of people that are doing that, as well as tips on how to talk to your doctor, how to exercise, um, how to eat out at restaurants. Uh, they address emotional, uh, emotional eating, all these things. Okay. Um, diabetes burnout. So, so many topics. So you can Every day, look and if you don't have the time to see all of them, pick and choose the ones that you really want to listen to in that 24 hours and make sure you hit those, okay? If the other topics don't sound interesting, that's fine. But uh, certainly uh, in that amount of time, even if you work and have kids or obligations, you can probably squeeze in four um, of those of the top topics because they're only roughly 30 minutes each, okay? So that said, secondly, um, I I just um, 
rolled in literally from a whirlwind trip of uh, driving down to Central California and an area called San Luis Obispo, which is beautiful, by the way. I can't complain about going there, but I was moving my daughter. And so we were loading a truck and tying it down and and um, doing all that, cleaning uh, her place. She's moving back home for the summer before her next um, her next year starts. And so I had not, I had many hours on the road of being able to listen to some podcasts. And one of the ones I listened to, of course, I'm listening to business podcasts, but some of the techniques really are just about succeeding in whatever it is you're trying in life. So there was one I uh, I was listening to, and it's it's basically the title was Learn, Do, Succeed. And this particular person um, talked about, and this it's so applicable to um, managing your health. And that's why I bring it up because it's like learning um, the techniques, the strategies um, of how to manage your health, just like it is on how to um, run a business, right? I mean, when I go to, when I went to grad school and dietetic school or became a dietitian, they don't teach you how to run a business. We learn about all everything that can happen in the body. I know how the body works or anything, but how, but I walked out and it's like, how do I help these people that I want to help so badly? How do I reach them? How do I get them to know that I want to help them? And I, I can, right? That is, that's the thing. And so that's what I'm trying to learn to do. Um, just like you're trying to learn how to manage your diabetes and live well with it, right? And, and stop the complications and lower your blood sugars. And it's all new to you. And so I understand that. And so this concept of learning, um, you know, and really um, by learning through a coach or a mentor is really crucial. And that was what he was saying. This is a guy that's at the top of his game in business and he's still getting coaching. Okay. I mean, I'm getting coaching from him. He's getting coaching from somebody else, right? Because we all have things in our lives that we can do better or go to the next level on. Okay, so we kind of get in this level of just it's the same and you don't really know what the next step's going to be to really fulfill your potential. And so that's kind of what he was saying is that you then, you know, getting a coach that can teach you that it saves you so much time. It saves you so much time. And I'm all about that. So that's why I, you know, I listen to his coaching. And so he says, you take this information, you find someone who you believe in and you think can really show you the way and that has the, the techniques that you want to use. And then you learn from them. All right. You learn from them and then you actually do it. You listen, you listen and listen with intent instead of listening to find fault and how it, it can make, it can't work for you. Does that make sense? So often people listen the whole time being skeptical going, yeah, but that won't work for me because I've tried that already, or I've done this, or I've done that. When in fact, you know, maybe you just need to stop and just listen and then just do exactly what they say. And so that's the second step. You actually do it. Um, you actually stop, stop. Okay. For example, if I, if you're in my program, uh, one of the things is you learn how to, um, you know, reshop or, or read recipes or make a, a certain meal that'll help lower blood sugars. You stop the video and you get the recipe, you go get the ingredients and you make it, and then you integrate it into your, uh, your week. So that you're eating that throughout the week, you're replacing these foods, right? That means that's what it means about doing it, okay? 
Um, and then it'll lead to success if you do it again and again and again. Okay, it's, it's not that people often will do it a little bit, but then they're like, oh, it didn't work because it didn't, they think that because it doesn't work fast enough, right? They want instant results. No, it's, it's consistency. And we know that like with exercise with blood sugars, it's consistency. Um, you can't just do it a week and expect your blood sugars to be lower. No, it's that, um, that the routine of doing it repeatedly. You don't have to do it hard. You don't have to do it, you know, but killing yourself out exercising, just get out and move. It's the same thing with your diet. Just change some foods and do it again and again and again, and you'll get the results. So the idea of learn, do it, succeed. So it made me think of this when I was um, driving. Okay. And believe me, I would have been like on my phone dictating this if I, if I could have done it safely um, because I was so fired up about it. I'm like, ah, I got to bring this to, to the podcast. But, you know, we've been talking about um, uh, intuitive eating. And so it's like, it's sort of like taking these ideas I'm throwing out there to you, learning them and then trying some, some tasks. And what I realized is that I need to give you guys more action tasks, some things you can actually do, right? So um, when it comes to making peace with food, which was our one of the last topics we sort of talked about, you know, I want you to reflect. Um, so this is sort of more of the action tasks so in, in two different parts. I want you to reflect um, about your fears about eating these forbidden foods because I hear them. I hear them from my clients when we work on this. I hear them um, when I'm suggesting that maybe to lower blood sugars, you change out some foods. And people have a lot of reasons why they can't do things. And the, the reasons seem reasonable to you. They do. You, you In your mind, they seem reasonable and they seem valid. But when you dig a little deeper, you realize it's just sort of fear. It's getting out of your comfort zone of what you already know. It's having to put the work in that you really don't want to do. <clears throat> and so I have this a lot with um, prospective clients. They'll really want my help. But then when it comes down to um, really uh, realizing that they're going to have to maybe uh, do something and that's going to be different than what they're doing normally, they people really struggle with that. And so, you know, my my question is, you could keep doing the same thing and getting the same result. But the reason they've come to me is they want a different result. So, but they're not quite ready yet to do something different. So to get a different result, you have to do something different. Now, not everyone. I have many clients who have um, jumped on. They are so ready for change. And they've, and oh my gosh, they're like, you know, it's it's so wonderful to watch them. Um really see their lives change. And, you know, so many of them have told me, why didn't I do this sooner? I'm like, I know, I know, because it's hard work, you know, and it's scary. And really what it comes down to is you've tried so many things before that it's really scary for you. Because it's like, what if it doesn't work? Right? Yeah, but what if it does? But what if it does? Okay, and I can tell you case study after case study where it has. All right. So, um, but so fears about forbidden foods. And this is when you're making peace with food. So I just kind of want to go through some of the things I hear. Um, that trust around food of I won't be able to stop eating enter your food, okay? Ice cream. 
ice cream is a big one, okay? Use that one or whatever that food is for you. And this is really a common fear expressed by people that have been on many diets. Um, and it kind of reflects their um, deprivation and the lack of habituation. And we talk about habituation. And so um, just because they don't ever go there really because they're so afraid to doing it. And with no habituation experience, foods like chocolate or ice cream, they always remain exciting and kind of daunting because you limit how often you have them, all right? So making peace with food is really about experiencing um, the habituation. It's, and it's really understandable that if you haven't experienced the ordin kind of the ordinariness of a favorite food, you'll be reluctant to eat it. So I've had clients that will go ahead and buy the ice cream, uh, even though it's one of their foods, and you know, so eat it whenever you want. And they will for about a week. Uh, they'll, you know, say, oh yeah, I had it like every night. And when we let go of the guilt of that, and it's like eat as much as you want, and and then by the next week. Um, they buy more and by the next week, it's not as attractive to them. They kind of, kind of become habituated to it because they're paying close attention to their hunger and fullness and all those other cues about how they, they feel around it. And they're, they're like, you know, after a few bites, it's really not that great anymore or whatever the case may be for that person. Right. So, um, so that's one of the fears. And I just want you to kind of see if any of these resonate with you. Um, that might be what's stopping you from making peace uh, with food. Um, and these are all, again, kind of in the uh, intuitive eating um, books, okay? So you can find them again if you choose to. Um, this is one that, this is, you know, what I hear is like, oh, I've tried that before and it didn't work for me, okay? And I had a client come to me that actually had gone to do a dietitian, and uh, the dietitian was like, you know, you just need to eat intuitively. And my friend was, you know, like, uh, yeah, no, I'll gain more weight. Right. And so there was two things missing there. There was the process of coaching that, and the nuances of intuitive eating that got missed um, from one from being, you know, a coach and teaching and then really taking this um, the dietitian didn't take this person through the steps and because everyone goes through it differently, faster, slower, needing more depth, more conversation, more encouragement, more support, um, you know, to really, because we all have to really, you know, achieve your goals. And so we all have different stories around food and we all have different habits around food and, you know, history around it. And, um, and so while these concepts are really uh, great and they're really effective, um, when I work with clients, you know, not every client follows the same path. Okay. And so, you know, I might see one of these fears might come up and we'll spend time delving into that. Right. And really working through that. So that the, the, the making the pieces food that kind of happens. So, um, and then it's that learn, do succeed, you know, my clients will learn it and then they'll actually implement it and do it. And then they find success finally. Okay. So, um, the, you know, they tried eating the forbidden foods, but it didn't work. And really what happens with those often is they kind, you kind of give yourself permission, but you still kind of have the rules around when you're going to eat it. It's like this pseudo permission that you give yourself. Um, 
there's often conditions. It's like, okay, I'll have a cookie, but I'll just eat one. Okay. And so you, and, or you'll reward yourself. I'll have a cookie if my, the scale weighs what I want it to weigh. Get rid of your scale. Okay. Remember that's the first rule. Get rid of your scale. Or um, I'll have a cookie if I eat all my vegetables or whatever. So you're still not really habituate, habituating to that food. You're still limiting and restricting it. Okay. I just want you to see that. Um, people think they won't eat healthfully if they're allowed to eat the foods they deem unhealthy. And I've got to tell you, um, even the biggest junk food junk eater will eventually crave healthy food, I think, you know, from my experience. Now, I can say, um, I don't know if you listened to Cassidy Gunderson's uh, interview. She was, uh, you know, um, she did, I replayed hers on, on, on this podcast for, it's about IBS and, she never really craved uh, healthy food because she had eaten so poorly from an early age. So she didn't ever have that experience with healthy food. But I think if you've had some experience with healthy food, you'll eventually crave it. Your body will want to be fed well. Okay. And so, um, you know, I just think that that you, you will eat healthfully. Okay. Um, Food addiction, I'm going to address that later because that's another one. I'm addicted to food. People tell you that. And, um, you know, dieting is sort of the entry point into, um, that makes forbidden foods even more enticing and difficult to stop eating. So when you restrict and deprive, then it's, be, those foods become addictive and they seem addictive, right? And so there's a whole controversy around whether food's addictive or not, and whether that's an addiction. So I think, um, I'll address that next episode. Um, the whole I don't trust myself around food. That's another big one. Okay. Um, and then another one I hear is my friends and family will criticize my food choice. And this, um, you know, comes up a lot with people trying to lose weight. And if you publicize that you're trying to lose weight, this comes up a lot with people um, that have been diagnosed with diabetes. Okay. And so all of a sudden, everyone becomes a food police. You know, should you be eating that? Should you be eating this? Should you be, you know, what about your diabetes? And you're just like, it gets exhausting. So, um, you know, no one knows really what it takes. Unless they're living with diabetes, they don't really know what it takes to be living with diabetes. And no single person could possibly know your thoughts, feelings, experiences, hunger, your fullness, um, let alone what food's going to satisfy you at any given time. Only you know that. So you can politely ask them to not comment and just do what you're going to do. Okay. So um, they, and they don't understand the process you need to go through to, to become, to have this peace with food. And that's sort of your journey. And you, it's up to you whether you want to educate them on that or not really. Okay. Um, but it is important. They respect, respect your journey. So go ahead and set some boundaries around that and just say, you know, I'm just trying this out and this kind of this process. This is what I, I say with people that when they go plant-based, there's always someone that's going to try to rain on your parade and tell you why it's not right, why it won't work and why they read a book and why they knew someone that went vegan and they got anemic and you won't get enough protein. I mean, all these things. Right. And, you know, really it's just basically say, you know, I'm just going to try it for a while. I'm working with a dietitian and we're trying this out just to see if we can get my numbers in lines, you know, initially, because I just really need to get my diabetes under control um, and managed 
so I can continue to live, you know, be healthy. And, you know, I set that boundary and then, you know, don't ask for their, don't ask for their opinion. And they'll give it to you whether you want it or not. And then to set the boundary for yourself, whatever that may be. Okay. So that even happens with the intuitive eating, because as soon as you say that you want to change your eating, people become experts on how you should do it. And only you know what's good for you. Um, the other one of, I hear is, I can't really start this because I need to lose weight first. And it's like, okay, wait a second. It's kind of like hiring a housekeeper to come clean your house and you clean the house before they come. <laughs> okay, yeah, I've done that. Um, but, uh, you know, just the thought um, kind of reflects the diet mentality, okay? And remember that focusing on weight loss and dieting is, is the root of the problem, okay? It's sort of like with diabetes, it's insulin resistance that's the root of the problem that we're trying to get out with plant-based eating, all right? So, you know, you, you want to make sure you're going for the root of the problem and not just um, to the symptoms. So I know um, intuitive eating is about healing your relationship with food, okay? And that's, you know, um, not just with food, but with your whole mind and your body. And it's, you know, eating, eating is... Um, it's a, you have to eat to survive. Okay. So, you know, healing that relationship with food, mind and body, um, it may or may not result in weight loss. Okay. And so I think giving up the whole weight thing, um, will really free you. I know it will. And I can tell you, um, when you start transitioning to a whole foods, plant-based diet and really start managing your blood sugars, um, and that's what I focus on with my clients. We go for health first and the weight comes off. It's secondary. Okay. Because really getting healthy is key. And this is what intuitive eating does as well. It helps you sustain, get, get skills that will sustain, you know, you throughout your life of being a, um, you know, a good relationship with food. So anyway, I hope this helps. I know I went through it really fast um, because they're, I just want you to think about these concepts and sort of start seeing if they apply to you or not. And maybe just, I, you know, just I throw information out there and if it sticks for you, great. If it doesn't, um, I'll keep giving you different information. But these are some steps you can take. Start really looking at your relationship with food and really looking at do you restrict and deprive and do you make peace with food? Do you honor your hunger? Do you have the diet mentality? And we're trying to knock down that diet mentality first because once you get out of that, it's so freeing. And, you know, you have to really undo that before you can move forward and really embrace the intuitive eating and embrace um, diet changes that are going to help your diabetes, like eating more whole foods, plant-based diet, right? Okay, so um, that's it. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well and you can show them you care about their health by sharing the, these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast since morning habits are the easiest to build. 
That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide or click the link for three breakfasts to lower blood sugar in the show notes. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.